This Talking Flutes podcast is kindly sponsored by Trevor James Flutes, making life sound beautiful. You can show them some flute love by following them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Trevor James Flutes on Facebook and at trevorjamesflutes.com. Welcome back to Talking Flutes Extra with me, Jean-Paul Wright. You will, of course, have noticed that this week the opening music has changed. It was, of course, the very recognisable foot tapper, Baby Elephant Walk, composed by Henry Mancini and arranged for flute choir by Barry Griffiths. Thank you all so much for sending in your questions and ideas for future Talking Flutes podcasts. I've passed these on to Claire and she's now busy collating them all for inclusion. Thank you also for your continued suggestions on who we have as a guest speaker on Talking Flutes. And this week, back by popular demand, is the guy who arranged the intro music. He's a talented British flutist and Instagram artist and he won scholarships to study at Cheatham's and the Royal Northern College of Music. During his time there, he became Principal Flutist of the National Youth Orchestra of Wales, and I do apologise, it should be Principal Flautist, because we're in Great Britain, aren't we? And the Royal (laughs) Northern College Symphony Orchestra. He was also invited to play with the Halle Orchestra after winning the Halle Youth Education Access Scheme. Having worked extensively with music technology, Barry specialises in the recording performing and creating unique arrangements in the flute family repertoire for his growing community of social media viewers to enjoy. Recognisable by his beard, we all refer to him as Grizzly Flute. So please welcome this week to Talking Flutes Extra, the one and the only Barry Griffiths. This is London Calling, London Calling. Hi Barry. Hello. (laughs) Pleasure. Absolute pleasure to be here. <laughs> what people, what people won't know is that we just we had a little bit of a disaster in the in my first attempt, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I started the podcast and hit my knee right on the edge of the table. God, that's still that's still hurting. They don't tell you about the hazards of podcasting. <laughs> no, they don't. Just good job it wasn't live. <laughs> Barry, Barry, my friend, how are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you. I, under- I understand you've joined me with a coffee. Yes, oh, necessary. That's the only way, only way to start the day. And how are you coping with this really strange time? I mean, it's mm. been strange since March, hasn't it? Yes, yeah. And um, it's, it's a bit like uh, Groundhog Day, have you seen that film? <laughs> that film? Oh, yes. but, uh, yeah, and the, the days kind of just meld into each other. Um, but no, I, it's been good. I've... And like in terms of like practicing, especially, I found I've really had to kind of uh, change things up because it like otherwise I think you have to find a way of like keeping yourself engaged and doing, you know, the, the same old things that you do. And you realize that it forms like um, the habits uh, that you make during the day as well. And so you fall into this trap. So I've been buying uh, lots of different books to try and mix things up. And you've also been extremely prolific during lockdown with your, and we, we, we're going to cover this today. I mean, the whole podcast is about what you've been doing uh, with mm. your arrangements 
and we're going to be interspersing this podcast with lots of your arrangements and performances. So what made you get into the arranging side? Because you really, you can't pigeonhole your own arrangements. From one minute (laughs) it's something purely baroquial, and to the next minute it's a video game. (laughs) Right. And um, again, it really comes down to variety and just wanting to keep doing something different. I kind of try and keep everyone on their toes like that. Like one day, like, yeah, well, I'll post something from a video game that I'll do something orchestral. And then one day it'll be like Renaissance. <laughs> and people are probably thinking, <laughs> what? What's the theme? <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I honestly, I just wake up and decide that I want to do something and then just try and get it done. <laughs> what is it that, that makes you go along a certain line with the recording? Do you hear something and think, do you know I could I could, <laughs> I could arrange that, or is it something that flings yeah. up in your from your childhood? What is it? It's I it, I could be watching something on YouTube or listening to a, like a film soundtrack or something like that, and then I think this theme is awesome and I can't get it out of my head, and then just try and start writing it down and see if it if it works. You know, where um, would you start? Oh, yeah, you obviously so start the... with a note, don't you? But where do you start? <laughs> Um, just, well, repeated listening and then hone in on one particular voice and then just try to start writing that down um, and then, you know, try and unravel it. And then, you know, obviously the arranging part, then you see, you should just have the, the flutes right there and then see what voices and, and ranges uh, work or whether they have to be transposed or, or, or what have you. But yeah, it's, um, it's just repetition. And I've found Honestly, well, it's like with with anything, the more you do it, the more you kind of streamline um, how you go about it. And uh, yeah, it's it, there are a lot of fun to do, honestly. I mean, especially like for me, the video game ones, because that's bringing, you know, sort of a personal um, side to it as well. Uh, you know, a part of my past and a part of myself that probably people don't see that often. So, yeah. And your layering is especially, I think I mentioned to you before, simplistic complexity. <laughs> As the lovely way to put it, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, so let's play one piece. Let's play our first piece today. And yeah. everybody's heard this piece. It's mm. Patchabell Cannon. And you arranged it for an alto yeah. flute quartet, which I've never heard before. Yeah. So with this work, I, I remember it being in particular a gauntlet, especially I don't think I've been playing uh, on an alto for too long before this. This was a bit of a gauntlet to record just because you're, you're just, you know, it's standing there and it's it's quite long. And, but I, I mean, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. And I've actually honestly found the alto is so, so nice for doing both Renaissance and Baroque music. It just it just seems to work. Like in terms of like the tone colours, like it, it just it's so relaxing to play as well. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun doing this one for sure. So let's take a quick listen at the Patchabell Cannon. Arranged for Flute Quartet by Barry Griffiths at Grizzly Flute.
Oh, that was beautiful, Barry. Bravo, sir. Bravo. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> Pachelbel Cannon for alto flute quartet. Yes. Now, now I think, I think yeah, you've just sent me a message saying you didn't actually arrange that yourself. No, not this one. Not yeah, this, this one. This is this is one uh, it was taken from. I believe it was IMSLP, and like I always like try uh, to promote like those kind of free uh, resources as much as possible because I I don't think people. Um, like we know it exists, but we don't know just how much good content is on there. And yeah, I I I, I tried this one, and that's <laughs> that's also why uh, I think I named it Ka- uh, Canon um, Not in D or whatever. You <laughs> whatever. did, yes, in A or something, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yes, in A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, apologies for giving you arranging credit, sir. <laughs> that's quite all right. <laughs> one thing that really comes over is the clarity of tuning. How difficult <laughs> is that when you're recording parts, especially on the same instrument? So, well, actually, on on this, like the the copper alto, it is a breeze. Like I, I like especially on the alto, the the, the tuning is uh, fantastic throughout on it um and so that yeah that makes life a lot easier especially when doing the 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 alto ones like it yeah for sure <laughs> i take it you've uh well, you, you put a lot of out uh, parts with alto up nowadays don't you or alto yes, with included yeah. within the voice because you've branched out yeah. from sort of singular to sort of duetty yeah. trio to now complete yeah. flute choir so yes, al- alto yeah. that used to be an endangered species once upon a time didn't it yeah but it, oh, it's 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 just so therapeutic to play alto. I often start the day playing alto now. <laughs> Do you find it's uh, it's quite easy to get that voice attuned to your ear and then sort of good for your chops just to relax it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love doing, because uh, I, I always like try to start the day of playing harmonics anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but I've, I have started doing those on alto and I find it very beneficial then going to like concert flute after that, definitely. So, is that the first thing you do in a day is just play harmonics? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and, and it's it has been that way since I started when I was when I was about nine, and like I, I don't well I've, maybe like twenty minutes or or something like that, really? but um, yeah, yeah, I I just find it just get it gets the lungs going. Um, yeah, just like I, as my old teacher Alan Lockwood used to say, just just blow through it, blow through the flute, and uh, you know just get everything working, and yeah, it's true. And do you start on a certain note. Um, yes, yeah, I usually start on, uh, the, well, the bottom C and then, uh, you know, just uh, overblow. And I, 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 I do the um, mixture. I'm always looking for new harmonic exercises. So um, I do primarily the ones from the, the Trevor White book, you know, the, yep. the, on, on tone, like that that one. That like bugle it, call, isn't it? Yes, the bugle calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> And then I took a couple from, I think it was, and it's on the website, the Helen Blackburn exercises. She's just got a warm up one. And I think that's, that's free online as well. Um, but my favorite one, favorite one to do, and I, I do it religiously each day, is the uh, Mike Moa one on harmonics. Oh, good grief. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anything to do with Mike Moa is not easy. <laughs> Dear old Mike, but- I mean... Yeah. There is complexity in the simplicity. Mm. So we're going, to be, we're going to turn the words around there. <laughs> <laughs> I always finish on that one. <laughs> it's become, that's become something of a tradition. <laughs> so you, you start with harmonics and then what do you do? Yeah. Where do you deviate to next? Or has that changed 
by day. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, it changes by day. Um, during this lockdown, one thing, honestly, that I have been doing, and like, I think you have to keep yourself engaged. Otherwise, you know, it's, 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 it's self-defeating, I think, to a certain extent. There are days when sometimes I will just play through pieces that I enjoy. And then that is it. <laughs> like during this, like it, it, like, and especially with like this, this age of of YouTube, and like it's it's so refreshing now to be able to play along to something else. And yeah, I get a lot of satisfaction from doing that. Um, but I mean, like typically uh, on a day that I'm I'm looking to sort of push myself, it will be like the daily exercises and what have you. Um, but there's only so many days that you can you can start with TNG and, and Riker, as amazing as they are, and they you know they're obviously like a foundation of 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 what I do um but lately I and I'm surprised I didn't get on this train sooner um I bought the um Paul Emma Davies 28 day warm-up oh, and yes. my goodness yes. I love it I absolutely love it it's and a wonderful what, book isn't it yeah and you re- you come to realize that there's sort of te- especially on the part on technique um this where he's talking about like finger dependency mm-hmm. there's there's certain things that you just don't think of doing and it's yeah it's 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 a real real um gauntlet but there's just so much content in there as well it's fantastic it's a real dipper inner and dipper outer book isn't it mm, yeah yeah exactly i like uh it's it's it, it kind of guides you and gives you um you know, like oh, you do all the the one section this uh, one day, and then after you get through all that, and it starts mixing it all up. But I think there's uh, um, a real solid a plan there, and uh, yeah, especially with uh, with the technique. I've, 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 some of them, I'm like, oh my goodness me! Especially when it gets into the top registers, you have to like slow them right down, um, <laughs> and you know the brain has to catch up. But like that's good because it means you're like you know pushing yourself. But no, that's like that's my favourite edition that I've made like during this lockdown. Absolutely. Well, I will endorse that because I also love that book. And we had yeah. Paul on as a guest a few weeks ago, and <laughs> yeah, his simply his simplyflute.com uh, website. He's been giving loads and loads of stuff away on there. All these new yeah. exercises to dip in and yeah. dip out. Yes, and on his uh, Facebook page as well. Like, just it's remarkable, honestly. Just so so much stuff. I I <laughs> I thought it was amazing, and I think I told you this that um, he said he mentioned that he was part of the Deadpool too. So yes. I was like, yes. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> oh my goodness, Barry. Should we listen to another one of your arrangements? Yes. You're going to tell yeah, me yeah. this isn't yours, or you're going to tell me it is yours? Uh, bon- <laughs> Bonjour, mon coeur by Orlando Velasco. So this one. I was in uh, Just Flutes. This is actually from a book called The Renaissance Album. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw it there and I, I, I was flicking through it and I thought, I have to have that. I have to. And like I was like trying to put up arrangements like almost like the, the day when I got home. Um, and it's not because I, 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 I think people are going to be begging to hear Renaissance music. I just thought like it's, you know, it, it'll be something, uh, again, uh, different. Um, so I tried, I did one um from this book on flute and then one on um uh on alto as well but yeah it's it is so much fun doing renaissance music on alto i absolutely love it so bonjour i love the name is so sort of um, so <laughs> yeah f- so french isn't it bonjour yeah. mon coeur Thank you. 
Well, Barry, that's like going back in time to a really regal. I'm not sure if it's Elizabethan or not, but that was beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. It, it actually just made me wonder. Like, uh, what, <laughs> I wonder whether I should start doing like dress up for the videos at the same <laughs> at the same time. Well, you do do that occasionally, don't you? Occasionally, occasionally, yes, yes. And what <laughs> what gives you the the motivation to say, to think okay this time I'm going to do it because we the next piece we're going to play you actually mm-hmm. dressed up and oh, yeah. you had to dress up um, mm-hmm. but in previous ones you've sort of dressed up in sort of good old fashioned English with uh, the uh, <laughs> the moustache with a spike on the end and uh, yes you, you sort of make the most of your appearance don't you yeah yeah I, I, it's 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 a fun uh thing to do for me and uh yeah sometimes people even request it just uh <laughs> it's a girl the mustache so, yeah. <laughs> i think why not why not <laughs> so what motivates you barry each day when you get up and mm-hmm. what motivates you a to practice b to continue mm-hmm. to make your content because yeah. i think you've captured a content which is very sort of unique to you which is unusual yeah. in this world of fast-moving social media fog. Yeah, yeah. Um, r- really, it, it comes down to just wanting to... I, I think people will enjoy hearing these things that they would not necessarily have got an opportunity to hear on, on flute. Um, and it's exciting, in a way, uh, for me to like go through that whole process uh from beginning of like first of all choosing then deciding how it sounds and like so, some days um it's literally wake up go through the whole process and it gets posted at about 10 depending on <laughs> like in the evening um you know depending on on the scale of the project and there was there was one time where i i got up at around six and finished at midnight <laughs> do you know that seems a really weird time to post but i posted something yeah. the other day with from the, mm. fl- the flute guy it was him busting yeah. outside the london tube station and i've yeah. never had it's my biggest uh well for the last two years since the algorithms all changed i posted yeah. it at nine o'clock at night I thought it's a bit of a weird time but it got a lot yeah. of traction and i always notice you post late at night uk time yeah yeah, that's right. And and usually that's just because that's when I've finished and I just want it. <laughs> you, haven't looked, you haven't looked at the data or the analytics. It's just when you finish. <laughs> that's just when I finish and I just put it up. Honestly, that's 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 really it. Uh, I never like the the scheduling. Like it, It's just coincidental. That's like usually when I've just finished editing and exporting it and rendering it and then writing out a blog. And then usually it's just right up. <laughs> do you know how but this I, is so refreshing you don't look at analytics you don't look at when people are most likely to be on at which time you just post yeah. it when it's done yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> well that puts all my theories out the window <laughs> right oh, the next one barry now this one everybody knows hedwig's <laughs> theme from harry potter yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is one where you did dress up Yes, I had to. Um, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. And um, the only person I know who's a big one is my niece. And why she she could tell you any vague fact <laughs> you know, about it. Um, yeah, but I, I absolutely love the books, the films, everything to do with it. Uh, so I, I definitely had to. And I, I, I remember uh, because I, I know that I was going to, to do this um, 
this theme in particular. And um, the previous day, I just went out into town and just got all the, the props I could think of and, you know, uh, try and make it work. And then I was, uh, I was like researching, how does that scar look? So I was like Googling it and trying to get it all right. Because I know that she would pick me up on any inconsistency. <laughs> so I'm like, right, I've got to get this right. Apart from the fact that Harry never had a beard. Yes, that is the biggest, uh, that was uh, one that I had to uh, concede on, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, like people are just like, well, why didn't you just go as Hagrid? But I was like, well, I, I, want, I want to dress up as Harry. <laughs> so, I'd say you would have made a great Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we got Hedwig's theme from Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, composed by John Williams, and you arranged it for flute choir this time. Yes, yeah, yeah. This one was uh, just so much fun from start to finish. I, I mean, I remember being quite drained by the end of it. But um, I so this one in particular, I woke up at six and then started work on the arrangement itself. And then there was the process of recording each part, which took quite a while. But I, th th that was some um, like I had to do some technique practice <laughs> that day to like try it. Like oh, goodness me. But yeah, and then you know, just just when you're about to to shoot, then obviously you got to you know uh, get get changed and get in get into all of that. And uh, I was trying to trying to find like a prop light for like mood lighting. There was like a there was a salt lamp in the background or something like that. Yeah, just to try and you know capture the mood a little. But it was it was so much fun to do. And yeah, just uh, putting that out there and like the reception to it, it was just lovely, real nice. So arranged for flute choir from piccolo down to bass by mm. Barry Griffiths. Here we go. Yeah, I love that, Barry. You can't beat a good bit of Hedwig's theme, can you? Oh, yes, yeah. Um, I mean, we can all remember actually sitting in the cinema watching it mm. and sort of oh, flying, yeah. and it's very dreamy, isn't it? And there's so yeah. many layers yeah. to it. Yeah. I, I, it's one of those experiences in the cinema where you know how you, you have like a unique and personal, uh, you know, internal visualization of, of how things should be you know from the book but it, it really really captured like everything 
so well and the sound the soundtrack in general is just sublime i love his work it's one of those pieces that will sort of live forever it'll be instantly recognizable oh yes it's one yeah, of those absolutely. things you know a lot of music movie theme tracks you love but they you it's, mm. sometimes you find it hard to place where it came from not his yeah. stuff no no instantly recognizable and that goes for for all all his work to be honest yeah him Hans Zimmer and lots of others John Barry I mean it's just it's just amazing yeah <laughs> let's move into an area which I know you have a passion for <laughs> video games yeah. and video game music oh yes yeah I, I in general I just get so much satisfaction out of doing these and in part it's because it's presenting a side of myself that people won't have seen but also it's it's you know part of my past part of um is trying to evoke a sense of nostalgia you know and that is one of the nicest things that that when people comment they say oh this brings me back you know this puts me back to when I was you know a kid or or what have you and like that's that's really the motivation for for doing these uh, oh you know obviously like I love this music and it's um it's had so much like influence on me but it's it's so nice to put it out there and also the fact that it's giving i think the the flute um ensemble repertoire something different something that it, that it doesn't have um so yeah it's uh, personally uh, like this is uh, like a passion project for me and like i, I love i love doing these but they're not easy are they to transcribe there's always so no. much going on isn't there exactly and obviously one of the um unique problems with that is that they're not intended for flute like they, when when you can consider like the technique like they, they, they're really not and like you think to yourself well do you compromise on this and try to arrange around that but I think having something like for example like um some of the the Pokemon battle themes and things like that like first of all like the the chromaticism involved is like not traditional you know like how 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 um a lot of pieces uh, that are intended for flute would, would cover that it's um you really have to like change your way of thinking to, to to get around it um but yeah it's it's just so so much fun to do i can hear the passion in your voice you obviously play the games <laughs> as well do you, do you still play them yeah you a retro player um yeah well mixture yeah i've, I've got the the Nintendo Switch and things like that. So I, I like, you know, I like playing a, a mixture of both, really. Um, but yes, like obviously, what what brings me back to my childhood is like sort of the whole like Game Boy era. And um, I can it's... just hear the excitement in your voice when you're talking about these. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got two two to listen to. Uh, yeah. One which obviously takes me back, not as far back as you, because I'm <laughs> I'm old. Uh, which is when my <laughs> when my kids were growing up, both of them actually, yep. well, all three kids growing up. But the first one was Mario Kart, because yeah. for me, there's just something about that that oh, yes. that theme tune, and we ended up playing it on a Wii, Nintendo Wii, mm. with the nunchucks and everything. Um, yes. So you've arranged that Mario Kart for the oldies like me, and uh, <laughs> obviously Pokemon. I mean, you've you've arranged lots, but uh, we're we're listening mm -hmm. to two now. The second one is the theme. Is it a theme from Pokemon? Uh, yes, so it's um, it's one of the uh, battle themes. Yes, uh, against the, the the gym leaders, it's called. Yeah, wonderful. So here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
hey, you've got me feeling all childlike, Barry. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you, it's, it's you certainly can't sit still and listen to that, can you? I mean, there's just no. so much going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> so let's take let's take it from up there and all that enthusiasm, and let's yeah. take it down a bit. Yeah. What do you do to relax, old boy? Oh, because it sounds uh, like you're working all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I quite fortunate in a way because I, I I do get to to chat to a lot of friends, especially you know online, and it's um, Netflix or or games is how I switch off really when it's when when the flute is not at hand. So it's just, is, is the flute really the front and central and back of your sort of working mm. day? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I always try and just have it at hand and like out of the box you know so that if anything just comes to mind you can just i mean that's that's half of the um the issue for people i think is when it's not out of the box you know if it's just there it's it's something that you can just even just casually like work on and uh, yeah that, that helps me a lot i try to do make that like one of the first things that i do in the morning and a beautiful piece to start the morning would be the next piece we're going to play claire de lune by claude debussy tell me about this barry um this was a request uh from a follower so i did and it's one of my favorites as well and yeah it's it, you we were just talking about relaxation and there, mm. there are some days where the motivation for what, what i play is is because of that like I, I want to do something relaxing to put me in that frame of mind and hopefully to put listeners in, the, in in that frame of mind as well there's definitely days where i i, I focus on 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 that as opposed to you know <laughs> crazy chromatic uh battle for you <laughs> <laughs> now when you record you always seem to stand in the same position yeah now how do you make sure have you got footprints on the floor how do you make sure when you when, <laughs> when you've quartered the video that each yeah. video you're staying in the same place because that door behind you is always in the same place yeah. on all four screens yes that's right yeah uh, I, I guess the what I, the camera that i use to record is is on a tripod so that's static that's always there and i can see uh my my position actually on on the screen that i read the the music off it's just that you you don't seem to be veering left or right on any of the squares you just seem to be in exactly <laughs> yeah. the same position I, I i think i'm like yeah it's, it's a daily thing now it's so like i just i i just know <laughs> where, the, where the right spot is to, to stand pretty much <laughs> okay so a bit of meditation now with claire de lune by claude debussy
Oh, how beautiful. Oh, how dreamy, Barry. I'm feeling <laughs> quite chilled, actually, now. Oh, good, good. That's, the, that's definitely the reason I did it. <laughs> so tell me about the world of social media, flute social media with you, because Ooh. you haven't been around that long, but your following is huge. I, I just enjoyed the interaction. For me, it's um, it's reinvigorated, like, my... Uh, sort of passion for playing really and uh, it's nice that things like the, the arranging has, has come out as a uh, as a result of this but really I just enjoy I enjoy that interaction with people and you know like you know about what, what they'd like uh, to hear and what they're requesting and just I don't know it's it, it gets you talking to people and that's yeah a big a big part of it for me. And you do really believe in interaction with all your followers don't you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, the, they they take the time to listen and to to comment, and you know, I, I the, you know, I feel I feel reciprocating that is just you know, that it just feels uh, right. And um, I it, what always ne never ceases to amaze me is just how positive the community is. Like it, it's it's just a ray of sunshine. I love that side of it. And what advice would you give to anybody wanting to, I wouldn't say necessarily becoming popular, because if you try and become popular on social media, you, mm. won't, you won't get there. But how, yeah. how do you find your own identity? You found yours um, yeah. without trying. Yeah. Because you uh, are I what mean, you are. Uh, but how, what advice would you give for someone to find I who I Ultimately, I think the answer lies in that. You have to... Um, display a part of yourself um and be willing to to put that side of you out there um because people will see whether you know if, if that's what you're doing and the, and it's and it's genuine and yeah they respond in kind but I, th I think ultimately you have to put something out because it's what you want to do not not for any other you know motivation if, if it's just something that you want to do and put out then people will uh will see that absolutely i totally get that being genuine and be yourself and put stuff out yeah. that you want to be put out do you find looking at other people's instagrams do you find that uh, motivating do you find that interesting because, oh absolutely because there's because yeah, the thing sorry Barry, the thing with um social media is it, as you know it's been set up to be addictive anyway by the the companies who mm -hmm. set it up and it can be quite damaging to people because mm. they use that or oh, i'll never be like them or i'll never be like that or uh, mm -hmm. but with the flute community it seems as you've said it seems to be very supportive so if you're just beginning and you put something up people are up there yeah. saying well done it doesn't matter if they're a big instagram or a small instagram yeah there's always, yeah. always this feedback of encouragement yeah yeah and i'm um, like actually the way my um instagram is like i i tend to to follow sort of musical accounts but in particular uh, flute because i like just going down the timeline flicking through it and seeing what people are doing so it feels like a community then you know um it's almost just like popping in you know uh, to for a daily chit chat or, or what have you <laughs> i quite like that you got you scrolling yeah. down your feed you're popping in yeah do you know i never yeah. and it, ever... it could be anyone but <laughs> <laughs> i never thought about that i always call it i always take the mickey out of people hey finger scrolling because that you know that finger goes up and down as they're scrolling down the feed <laughs> yeah <laughs> so instead of thinking about scrolling it's just popping in <laughs> mm, yeah exactly exactly quick catch up it's great <laughs> uh, and you're very much instagram based aren't you 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I do have um, others. I, you know, I've got a, a YouTube. It's all the same name, same, yeah. same username uh, and a, a Facebook page as well. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 re- I realized that the majority of that community is on Instagram. And like it's because of the, the community, really, that I, I do it. So that's naturally where I've uh, gravitated towards. And our last piece today is, and I like this one. Preludes from Sonata Number no. Nine, Opus One, by Johann Matheson. Tell me about this one. It's an alto flute trio, and I love it. Mm. Uh, so again, this is another IMSOP, uh, you know, pick. And I, the reason um, I choose a lot um, from there is because I honestly don't think a lot of people would have would have heard this again. But it's also something that is readily available. You can just check. Check the link in the post, and usually I um I tried to as well because obviously you know you can't copy and paste from the from the blogs on there. I I tried to do an accompanying story post so that people can just you know swipe up and then and then go and then and then the music's there for them if they want it. Um, but I, I like it because it gets people together and playing things and just uh, and something that they wouldn't have thought was out there and readily available to them. I like this because you, you're not playing slowly. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> On an alto yeah. flute. I like to hear yeah. an alto flute play, play quick. Oh, definitely. It's so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. Uh, and everybody, I'm sure you'll agree. As we listen to Prelude from Sonata Number no. 9, Opus 1, by Johan Matheson, which Barry has arranged it for alto flute trio. Thank you. 
I love that, Barry. Yeah, that's made me feel good. And what a great piece to finish on. I mean, that's that's really sort of bouncy, isn't it? It's not sort of relaxing. It sort of gets you in yeah. a good mood. It's a bit like yeah. how we started with Baby Elephant Walk. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, quite, I, 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 I think I'm going to look at some of Henry Mancini's other things in life, yeah. There's something wonderful about music development, whether it's me developing you yourself as a flute player from either returning or as a new beginner to even as a professional player when you're continually being surprised by something new. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're very <laughs> sweet for joining me this week, Barry. Thank you very no, much. That's absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> what, have you got any big projects coming up or just going to carry on doing what you're doing? Well, that's very much been... Um, the the way I've been approaching it is just again like decide what to do almost on a daily basis and I have to admit I'm really enjoying uh, now writing as well with bass flute in mind because I think that needs a lot of love. Oh, <laughs> there's something <laughs> quite sexy about the bass flute, isn't there? Oh yes, oh definitely. <laughs> uh, well, thank you once again, Barry, for joining this week, and you know, <laughs> thank you for having uh, me. Wishing you. Uh, a great few months towards the end of the year because yeah. we've lost most yes. of this year through the dreadful coronavirus. And yes, um, yeah. let's let's hope that the future brings peace and also good health to all. Definitely, definitely. Thank you again, Barry, and many thanks to you all for listening and being so kind with your continued lovely comments about our humble Talking Flutes podcast channel. Wishing you a wonderful, musically fulfilling week ahead. And may your A-flat melodic minor be particularly smooth. Goodbye. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.